everyone and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Uh, today we're going to be speaking into a phenomenon that is fascinating one uh, to me. It really is interesting. Have you ever gone through an incredible victory, a moment that you've been praying for, success, uh, launching of something that took weeks or months to bring together? Have you ever had that moment where you do something incredible and then later on it becomes more of a burden than you ever anticipated it would be? Ever had something go so right for you and then weeks or months later, you realize that the right thing has created more stress, more responsibility, more of a burden in your life? That's what I want to unpack today. Why do we do this and how can we change this? So the title today is Turning Victories into Burdens. Why do we do that? Why can, what is this phenomenon about? How do we understand it? How can we stop turning our victories into future burdens? If you're new to our podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to all those who tune in week in and week out as far as possible. We release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point of this podcast is for us to grab a cup of coffee or tea together, perhaps in your car on the way to work, perhaps at gym, perhaps while you're waiting for your kids. And let's spend 10, 15 minutes together speaking about something from Scripture, something from the Bible that can help us become more like Jesus or help us reflect Him more to the world around us. So please, if you have not yet done it, subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on and uh, let's dive into today's session. So as I mentioned, today's all about turning victories into burdens and asking the why questions and then asking how do we navigate this. Many of us know the two stories I'm going to be referencing. I'm going to paraphrase them and then and link them. The first is the battle the Israelites had with the Amalekites. This is one where they aren't in the promised land yet. They are faced with an army for the first time since Egypt. A battle ensues between the army of Amalek and Israel in a valley. And we read about how Moses, Aaron, and Hur were on the mountaintop. And the battle all hinges on this one thing that we read about in Exodus 17 verse 11. It says this, Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. So, in a very real way, the victory on that day, Israel's victory, is dependent on Moses. In a sense, the victory of the battle was in Moses' hands. And we can develop so many great applications from this, and, and we can preach on this about how, you know, the, the authority on the mountaintop determines the victory in the valley. Um, but let's go to the next chapter, because in the next chapter, we see the, the outcome of this victory. We see the next day of the victory. Moses' father-in-law arrives, bringing back Moses' wife and kids, and the chapter goes on to tell us how Jethro stays for a while and sees Moses in operation. He watches Moses all day long, navigating every single issue that Israel had. A nation of well over a million people were all bringing their problems to a single man. And we read it about like this in Exodus, uh, chapter 18, verse 14 to 16. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, what is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me and I decide between one person and another and I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. The picture here is of a man who is standing alone, carrying the weight of a nation on his shoulders. He's not asking anyone for any help. He has created a scenario, whether consciously or unconsciously, where every single person in a community of over a million people looks to him for everything. There has been a culture of dependency that has been created. Israel depended on Moses. A million people looked to him. And when Jethro sees this, his response is simply this. 
this is not okay. This is not good. It's not good for you. It's not good for the people. No one is going to be benefited by this culture. On the surface, again, with this narrative, there is so much we can learn in isolation. But what I want to do today is I want to link these two pictures. I want to link what happens in Exodus 17 to what we see in Exodus 18. And what we see is in Exodus 17, a victory where Moses carried an entire nation on his shoulders. And then the next thing we read about is that he feels responsible for the entire nation because without him, they would not be where they are. They would have been defeated. They would have been slaves to the Amalekites. You can see how for Moses, the weight of victory turned into an incredible responsibility and burden. And this is where I think a lot of people, a lot of us, get caught out. We are used by God in some capacity. Perhaps you preach a great message or you pray for someone and see an incredible miracle, a healing, a breakthrough, a job, uh, the, the, the reuniting of a family. Perhaps you take over leadership in some capacity and the organization you lead turns around or the team you're leading becomes the best performing team in your organization. Perhaps you start something and it takes off. Each of these represent a moment where you experience a win, kind of like Moses. But what we can sometimes misunderstand is that the what, what we can sometimes think is that the win was dependent on you in the natural and it's a short step from being involved in a win like that to feeling responsible for carrying the whole thing forward the mistake we make is believing that we were the ones responsible for the win a great couple my wife and i know spoken to our lives early on in our ministry journey and they said this don't take the wins personally because then you'll take the losses personally as well I've come to understand that taking the wins personally not only makes you susceptible to taking the losses personally, but it makes you susceptible for, to feeling responsible for everything that follows on from that win. The thing is, I don't think this happens on a conscious level. <laughs> no one goes out and says, I'm going to have this incredible win, and then I'm going to carry the burden. I'm going to have this incredible victory and then drown under the weight of responsibility. I think for many of us, we make this leap unconsciously, and before we realize what's happening, we are carrying things that we cannot carry, that we were never meant to carry. So if this is how that happens, if that's, if that's the answer to how does this happen, how then do we navigate it? Is, is, is it possible to fix it? How do we manage it? And I know this is going to sound, what I'm about to say is going to sound super simple, but in order to take the pressure off ourselves, we need to see God's hands in the victories we're a part of. Can I lean on the advice we received from our friends? Stop taking your victories personally. Did God use you? Absolutely. God uses men and women all the time to achieve his will, to extend his kingdom. But that does not mean he's calling you to carry his entire kingdom. We are responsible to people, not for people. You are not responsible for everything that happens after the victory that you were a part of. You're called to be a conduit of blessing and victory, not the reason behind blessing and victory. I want to say that again. You are called to be a conduit of blessing and victory. You are not the reason behind the blessing and victory. What do I mean by that? Well, think of a gutter. The gutter, if when it rains, the gutter directs the water back to the ground where it can bring nourishing, where it can, the, the grass can grow because of the water. The, gut, the gutter only brings the water to the place where it can have the greatest benefit. The gutter is not the source of the water. It's only a conduit of the water. In the same way, we are not the source of victory, but we can make sure the victory impacts the right places and people. So can I be pastoral here for a moment? Can I just, as a pastor, love on you and say this? Stop taking every victory so personally. Stop thinking that the world's successes, your family's successes, your organization's, your church's successes, 
hinge on you and you have to be the one that carry them. Because before you know it, you'll build a life where everyone and everything is hinging on you just like Moses did. You can't carry it all and you can't carry everyone. But you can continue to be a conduit of blessing, victory, leadership, grace, love, whatever that is. Think about it this way. God calls us to be clay pots. The clay is not responsible for what the potter does, nor does it then become the potter. Also, the clay is there to hold water and to perhaps to, to be a jug or to be a vase or whatever the case is. It's there to house things. It's never there to be the source of something. And so can I encourage you, as we place ourselves in the hands of the potter, I want to encourage you today, never let a victory turn into a burden. Never let a success turn into unbearable weight. Set yourself free from that. Understand this, understand this, that God is going to use you in his victories and his blessing, but you do not have to be the source of that blessing and victory going forward. Don't let today's victory turn into tomorrow's burden. I know this has just been a quick, short thought, uh, but I hope it has helped you. I hope this has given you something to think about this week. And if you're feeling like you're drowning under the weight of responsibility, under the weight of a burden you never thought you would have to carry, perhaps it's simply seeing God's hand in the victory instead of your own. God bless you. Hope this has helped. We'll see you again, same time, same place next week. Cheers, everybody. 